All right, Blazer fans, welcome to episode number eight of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. Steve, it wasn't the prettiest, but our Blazers got the W, 21-13, to over a very improved UTSA Roadrunner squad. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I, – I, UTSA was better than I thought they were going to be. They really were. I, and I had seen him, seen them, you know, all their games, really, and, you know, just watching them and, and uh, didn't expect them to be as, as, as good as they were. And, and you know, defensively – I mean, they got after you up front now, and 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 they weren't playing. Jalen Haynes didn't play. You know, their best their best defensive lineman didn't play, and not, um, so, yeah. <laughs> but you know, at the at, at the end of it, all that really matters is you got to win out of it. That's all that matters. Right. You know, doesn't matter how pretty it was. Doesn't matter what you know what what this happened or that happened. Got to win out of it, and that's uh, you know you move on three and one, and that's that's really all that matters. Exactly. You know, I'm. Sure, we've got a lot to talk about this episode, but the only thing that matters is UAB improves to three and one, and more importantly, one and zero in Conference USA and getting that first Conference USA victory. Um, but we can very uh, quickly just go over the scoring um, plays for this game. UTSA jumped up first, three to nothing, and UAB responds with a Myron Mitchell eighteen-yard pass from Lucero to make it seven to three in the first quarter. Second quarter, Garrett Prince tight end catches a very nice 15-yard pass from Lucero to go up 14 to three. Then UTSA responds with a field goal to make it 14 to six, and that's it for the first half. In the second half, in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, Garrett Prince catches another 21, another touchdown pass from Bryson Lucero, 21-yard pass this time, making it 21 to six UAB over UTSA. And finally, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Sincere McCormick for UTSA gets a two-yard touchdown run to make it uh, 13 to 21, and that was it. Um, very quickly, Steve, um, you know the UTSA, uh, their starting quarterback Frank Harris missed this game, did not dress out and play. But very quickly, uh, their backup uh, Josh Atkins gets hurt on the very first play of the game for UTSA. So I mean, I, I just find it even more impressive on the UTSA side, you know, to go through what four quarterbacks and still you know, only lose 21 to 13. Now, granted, UAB did turn the ball over four times, which we'll talk about um, in a few minutes. But, yeah, um, Jeff Trailer has this UTSA Roadrunner squad looking a lot improved, uh, you know, improved from the last couple years at least uh, on the UTSA side. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I, I really believe that um, they've got the right guy at, at UTSA now. You know, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with, with Jeff Trailer and really impressed with he's, what he's done quickly. And just the way, uh, you know, watch his, uh, his post-game press conference yesterday and was just really impressed with the things he said and uh, with the way he carried himself during the game. And, you know, um, you know, I think they've got the right guy there. And, and uh, you know, and, and, hey, you know, that's a fertile recruiting area. Um, it is, you know, yeah. Um, so, so if you get the right guy in there, you know, that, that could be, um, you know, one of the better programs in this conference if you get the right person in. And so it was um, – you know, it was it was fun to see that. It was fun to see them, uh, you know, improved and and uh, you know they're going to be a, certainly going to be a force. You know, going down the road, uh, come, you know, down the road they'll be a force. Yes, for sure. Well, we can go ahead and kind of just talk about um, what UAB did well. Um, you know, kind of go the good, the bad, the ugly. The good is we've already mentioned we've got the W. UAB wins twenty-one to thirteen and um, goes to one and zero in conference. 
play. Um, the defense, I felt like, played really well, Steve. You know, you can't, you can't argue with four sacks, nine tackles for losses, um, six pass breakups, uh, six quarterback hurries, an interception. But most importantly, how about that goal line stand before halftime? You know, right after the turnover, UAB turns the ball over, and UTSA has a chance. Um, you know, it was 14 to 6. They really had a chance to almost tie it up before half. But UAB's defense uh, doesn't allow any points and has that goal line stand um, against the UTSA offense. So I, that that's just that was amazing to see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you know I, I really thought that uh, Tony Fair had a, just a huge series yeah. down there on the goal line. I mean, you know, he was credited with with a half tackle on third down with with Will Bowler, but you know, I thought you know, I thought he blew things up on the fourth down play that, that you know allowed Chris Mole to get in the backfield. Um, I do think there was a little help from the play calling. I didn't quite understand why (laughs) really weird. McCormick didn't have the ball in his hands, but Hey, that's, you know, it is what it is, but I, you know, and you know, and one thing I liked about it too was, you know, part of the reason they were down there, there there was one, what I felt like was a, was a bad call. I think it was a pass interference or I don't even remember now, but I mean, I felt like it was sort of a bad call. So, and they were, had been put in some bad situations really all, all half. And, and, um, you know, to, to sort of forget that and just keep and just play and, and, uh, and, and stop them. I, you know, I just, uh, obviously it's the difference in the game when you, you stop and look at it, you know, you went by eight, you know, it could have been the difference in the game certainly. And, um, but, but just so many good things happen down there that, uh, you know, that's something you can, uh, build on and, and, and grow from. Yes, for sure. Um, the defense looked really good, and I think it was a, uh, a defensive P.I. called in. I mean, I hate to, you know, kind of blame officiating, but there were a few calls um, yesterday that, you know, kind of left you scratching your head. Like, there was a couple of P.I. calls that, I mean, there was a, I'm sure there, you know, there was one that definitely was P.I., but there were a couple that really had you scratching your head. Yeah, and you know, and I think one thing I think just the way that that UAB plays plays defensively, um, they're aggressive. Their 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 secondary is aggressive. I mean, they they're taught to be aggressive, and and you know they often they're to the um, to the fine line, you know, of, of being aggressive when the ball's in the air. Um, but that you know, I, I still think there's times where. Um, you know, there's times where it's justified. There's certainly times where it's justified, and, and a lot of times it's justified. But you know, there's there was a couple. Uh, I think my, both of them that I'm thinking of might have been even on on TD Marshall. I know one of them was in in the fourth yeah. quarter, late in the game, um, where you just you look at it and go, "What do you expect him to do?" You know, you expect him to just right. stand there and let him catch the ball. You know, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I just don't I don't quite understand that sometimes. Um, I, I just and I know, hey, it's tough to be an official, and 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 it's it's oh, easy, yeah. it's easy to be biased against officials. You know, yeah. plays that I look at and go, man, that's not interference. The other team's going, well, of course that's interference. You know, um, so so it's just a, it's a tough job, and it's tough to figure out sometimes. But there are times where, and, and I'm talking both sides. There are times where, um, you know, like a good example to me was the play by Rashad Wisdom in the. Um, early in the game uh down toward the goal line where they threw a i think uh i think it was a fade they threw some they threw a pass to um right right at the goal line and and he went up and physically made a play and knocked it away and 
You know, I know there's yeah. UAB folks thought that it was a pass interference, but they let him make the play, and I like that. I, I didn't think it was interference. I thought it was the guy going up and making a play. But, you know, they didn't let T.D. Marshall do that a couple times. So Exactly, know, and I think it, that was against uh, Garrett Prince, yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, was that who it was? Okay, yeah, and yeah. I don't remember who it was against. But, you know, but it, you know, again, it's a tough job, and, and um, you know, it's not going to really change the way that um, – the UAB plays pass defense because because they do it well and 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 right. um, you just gotta keep playing and you know hope you get those calls or don't you know hope the calls are made. And you would think you know since we're at home maybe we get a little home cooking, but I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, I, mean, I think that history shows that's not gonna happen. So. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Even, even though even though there you know there was a lot of key penalties called against uh, uh, San Antonio yesterday, some key penalties, you know, especially so, at the um, end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, you know they're sitting there thinking like maybe they did get home cooked a little bit. I you know I didn't think so, but you know <laughs> I'm sure they I'm sure they there's some that think that. But um, you know I mean again it's part of the game. You just keep playing. Exactly. Well, we'll stay on the defensive side of the ball. And how about Will Bowler, Steve? Eight tackles. Um, you seven solo, one one for loss. Um, you know, we found out, um, or y'all found out in the post-game interview with Clark that he had actually got hurt in practice on Wednesday. And he, I mean, he didn't look hurt to me. <laughs> no, I mean, you'd never know. I mean, you know, sp- apparently sprained his ankle really good. I mean, really bad. and uh, Not really bad, but, you know, it was significant ankle sprain. And, um, you know, just in practice. And, I mean, I didn't see any sign of it. I mean, unless unless Coach Clark would have said that, you know, you'd have never known. I mean, because he, he right. ran around – you know, he his last two games have been really good. Now he's 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 kind of coming back. I, I thought early on in the season he didn't look, wasn't quite as active and wasn't quite as good as he was last year, uh, and maybe that was just just circumstances. But you know, I think the last two games he's been tremendous, and you know he was running around making plays yesterday, and uh, you know just all over the field. So to do that with a sprained ankle. Uh, that's that's pretty good now. That's pretty good. And, you know, go back to on the defense, that one thing that jumped out to me was, you know, there's nine tackles. Like you said, there's nine tackles for loss and four sacks. And the nine tackles for loss are by nine different players. So it's not yeah. like it's one guy having a huge game. You know, I mean, nine different players and then four different players had to sack, had right. sacks. So, um, you know, I thought that's, that's very significant for – because that's kind of how, um, you know, David Reeves and, and – Bill Clark, you know, build their defense. I mean, they build their defense to have playmakers all over the field. You know, they're not, you know, some of these defenses you see, you know, there's one or two guys that kind of make all those plays, all, all the big plays. And, and um, you know, they, they, you know, they build it where they want, you know, they want plays to be made everywhere. And, and um, you know, that's significant. You know, I mean, hey, you know, T.D. Marshall with the, with the, sack or, or the, the the hit that that caused the the fumble i mean caused the interception you know yeah. you had a you had a db making the hit and a defensive lineman making the interception you know i mean that's you know that's pretty good you know that's kind of shows what they do you know they 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 they'll run at you from a lot of different different ways and make plays all over the field Yes, for sure. Now, one guy who I was glad to see um, do well and get a sack yesterday was Alex Wright. You know, it was good to see him yeah. kind of look, um, kind of inform, because um, you know the first few games kind of non-existent to be honest. But he he looked a lot better uh, yesterday in the UTSA game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. I think he's uh, 
he hadn't had the season yet that that we thought he was going to have, and and he looked good yesterday. And I think there was a couple other times that he made plays that he you know might not have gotten the tackle, but uh, or a sack or that type of thing. But it was his, you know, it was he kind of caused things to you know disrupted things. And yeah. and I, I thought Jordan Smith was sensational yesterday. I mean, from the first play, obviously hitting yeah. the quarterback, and uh, you know he was he was all over the field. And again, he was he made a lot of plays where. He got off the edge so quick that that the you know it kind of blew up the play quickly and he didn't get credit you know box scores not going to say he made the play on 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 that particular play but he did you know I mean he he's the one that blew it up so I thought he was I thought he was really good yesterday and and I tell you the other guy that I really thought was was good uh, off the edge was Nikki Eason also yeah he had a lot of plays where I'm not even sure how many tackles they credited him for but. He had, I think, one. He got credit for one tackle, and and he had a bigger game than that. I mean, he was he was coming off that edge quickly, you know. And he missed the um, South Alabama game, and and so to see him back in there doing what he had done early in the year, yeah, uh, was 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 pretty nice. Yeah, he had a good. Um, he looked good. But uh, another guy who uh, missed the South Alabama game, who you know we both were uh, glad to have back this game, was Chris Mole. Who ended yeah. up having you know seven uh, seven solo tackles and one for loss? So he looked you know like he hadn't missed a beat either you know after missing the last game. So good for Chris Mullen coming back and he seemed to be as always all over the field and all seemed to be always where the ball was pretty much. Yeah, I mean you you know you know if you want to find him, you just look to see where the ball is and yeah. you know, he's there. You know he made the big fourth down play on the, on the goal line and uh, you know got back there quickly and kept uh Narcisse from really from getting going you know and, and you know on the goal line situation even though I think they should have put the ball in McCormick's hand you know Narcisse is a big guy now if he gets his head if he gets the steam going and and, and gets turned toward the toward the um, goal line you know he's tough to stop there and 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 yeah. uh Mole was back there so quickly he never really let that that happen and and um that was good to see yeah, Narcisse is a big guy, and I had forgot that he was, um, you know, formerly a four-star. Um, I think he transferred from LSU. Um, mm-hmm. He did. So, yeah, he, he's a big guy. Um, and, you know, we had saw him last year in last year's UTSA game. But, uh, yeah, he looked pretty good today. I'm, I wonder if they'll uh, go forward uh, with him uh, against BYU next week if Frank Harris uh, can't make it again. But, um, yeah, Narcisse was a tough dude. And that play calling um, was um, kind of off for UTSA, especially on that goal line. Um, you know, I agree with you that they should have given it to McCormick, but I'm glad they didn't. But let's go ahead and talk about um, the rushing defense, Steve. I mean, Sincere McCormick had 22 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown, and we had kind of talked about it in our preview episode before the UTSA game that, you know, UAB had to stop McCormick to be able to win this ball game. Now, granted, we still won the ball game, but is there something that, you think is concerning for the UAB defense? Is it up front? Is it linebacker play? Like, are, what's the deal with the rush defense? Because you know, you go back to the Miami game. I mean, Miami's a different ball game because that's a Power Five school. But I mean, is is UAB just not doing something right on the defensive front to stop the rushing attack? Or yeah, are we just I'm, playing good talent? I guess. Man, I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you know, to um, the the one thing about. You know, UTSA offensively, they, you know, their offensive line is big. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're big. Now, they're not – I don't know if they're the most athletic and and that type of thing, but but they are big. And, um, you know, I thought they did a good job of, you know, winning some stuff up front. Um, I do think 
that um, UAB's still not tackling great. I mean, I yeah. think that you know, tackling had a big, you know, was a big factor in the Miami game. I thought there was times yesterday that there was missed tackles that led to led to things. Now, you know, I mean, and you know, you said, I mean, you've got to give the opponents credit too. Sometimes, you know, since Sam McCormick is tremendous. I mean, yeah. he's, he, you know, uh, there was times he just made a run, uh, just kind of like when 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 Spencer has the ball. Sometimes you have everything defended okay, and he just runs through you, you know. And and you know, you got to give them credit sometimes, and and so. You know, I, I do think I do think there there are some things that have to happen better to stop the run. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly you know what's going on up front. You know, um, you know, I think Tony Fair's played well up there, I think. And I think Fish played well uh, yesterday, uh, I think. Uh, but, you know, I think tackling better, ha- you know, this, you got to tackle better. And, and there was a lot of times with McCormick that they – could have made the tackle at the line of scrimmage and just, he just ran through it. And same thing in, in, in Miami with Cameron Harris, yeah. he just ran through stuff. And, um, it's just, it's, sometimes it just becomes as simple as that, that you just gotta, you just gotta tackle better when you get an opportunity to tackle and, and, uh, and go from there. I'm not sure going forward. Um, uh, I mean, well, I'd say that, I mean, going forward, you look at, you know, Gage Taylor's really good running back at Western Kentucky, Louisiana, yeah. Might have the best running attack that UAB sees all all year, other than maybe you know, other than than Miami. Um, yeah, you know, and and yeah, and down the road. I mean, I think you probably everybody everybody left on the schedule almost has um pretty good probably pretty good rushing attack. So so it's something yeah. you know got to get better. But you know, again, I think it I think a lot of it sometimes just goes back to just tackling and just you know just making that play when you can make the play. Well, it will definitely, you know, be good to uh, since the Rice game got postponed for this next week to kind of have two weeks and maybe um, they can go over those uh, fundamentals and tackling a little more um, this week um, to, you know, just to work on that some more. Because, I mean, it kind of goes back. You don't want to make excuses, Steve, but, you know, really didn't have much of a spring uh, spring practice um, and, you know, fall camp was weird um, with the whole COVID thing and still is, to be honest. But. Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, the more the more games, the more experience, and more practice, we just you know got to hope that that tackling gets better. And I I think it will. Oh, I do too. I mean, I think you're certainly capable of it. You know, there's certainly a lot of capable guys on that defense, and still it still can be a a very good defense. And you know, and it's funny though is you know we're sitting there talking about that, but you know here here's a defense that you know yesterday gave up you know 280 yards total. Yeah. uh, and um, and like I said, was put in so many you know tough positions and answered every time almost you know and and so even though it was a pretty darn good day for the defense, you know it, you still sort of talk about you know well hey how, how come they almost you know how come they gave up two hundred yards rushing which is I think it was one hundred ninety total but yeah. um, you know I, I mean they still made a lot of plays and still still really were the still were the reason that that game was won you know and, and um but that's okay i mean that's what you know that that's what good bad and ugly is all about right i mean right you know you uh you look at the good but then the, you know the, the bad and ugly is probably what's going to help you best uh, um, get better down the road exactly and you know the good thing i mean you only give up 13 points win the ball game but also you only give up 90 uh passing yards on defense so 
Um, you know, I felt the secondary played well all all day pretty much, you know, except for getting called for those uh, defensive pass interference calls. But, you know, as we mentioned earlier, some uh, at least a couple of them were um, debatable. But, you know, I'll have to go back and rewatch the game, uh, finish rewatching the game today and kind of look at those calls. But um, but yeah, the defense overall, hey, only give up 13 points, um, only give up 280 yards total offense, you know. Pretty solid day on defense. And, you know, as you mentioned, too, being put in those uh, bad situations, too. Um, you know, there are a lot of times that pretty much UTSA started in UAB territory. So, um, yeah, good job on the defense. But got to get work on that tackling a little bit. But I think they will, you know, especially having the off week this week. They'll they'll be ready for uh, Western Kentucky um, in a couple weeks. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, switch over to the offensive side. Of the ball um, now, Steve uh, Lucero uh, making his uh, second career start at UAB um, goes 18 of 29 for 195 yards and three touchdowns. Do we have to mention the three picks? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're not going to grow if you don't mention those three picks. I mean, that's, yeah, you know. And and hey, he's you know you have a freshman quarterback who's making his second start, right? And 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 you know it's very inexperienced. Against a experienced def- defensive coordinator like Tyrone Nix, who by nature is an aggressive type of uh, coordinator, just by nature. Yeah. You know, if you don't see that and think it could be a tough day, then you're probably lying to yourself because, you know, he, right. he was, you know, you knew, and I know, I know that Brian Vincent knew that going in. Knew, he knew that, that, that Tyrone Nix was going to throw a lot of stuff at him. And try to confuse him, which he did, and yeah. uh, you just got to kind of um, persevere through that and expect that there are going to be some mistakes made, and there were. I mean, there were there were, but you know, um, you know, the first one was just, uh, you know, I don't know if he didn't see wisdom or, or yeah, I he didn't see the safety. Yeah, yeah. and and um, you know, so he 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 basically got baited into that, you know, and. and um, you know, the third one was he got hit. You know, it was just a, a play. I don't know that it was a smart throw in anyway. You know, where we, where he was going, he, yeah. he could have. He probably could have fit it in. Uh, and we could have fit it in, but you know, at that point, I'm not sure that was a smart anyway. But he got hit while he was thrown, and and you know that happened. So you know, things happen. Um, I you know I I'm glad it happened. I mean, it sounds weird, but I'm glad it happened. And you can still get a win out of it because you learn from that. Because because I'm not yes. sure I'm not sure how much you learn from South Alabama because everything went no. great. You know there was probably a handful of plays he didn't make in that game, six or seven plays he didn't make. Other than that, but but none of them turned into big plays the other way. So I'm not sure how much you learn from that. You know uh, you, you almost get a false sense sometimes as a player. Um, but you do learn from a day like yesterday, you know. Yeah. And the thing you love I mean, about it, too, is, is here's a here's a freshman quarterback that's is very inexperienced, throws three interceptions. Most of the time you see that happen, it's a terrible day. You know, the, the, guy, the kid just, you know, he just explodes, implodes, you know. In this case, he still threw three touchdown passes. So he didn't – it wasn't like it um, – you know, he, he still stayed confident and he still played and he still made, made plays. So, so that, I think that shows a lot about him too, that, that it didn't, 
you know, a three interception day didn't turn into just this terrible afternoon. You still got the win. You still threw three touchdown passes. You still did a lot of really good things. Exactly. And, and that's what I was just going to say, too. You know, freshmen, I mean, freshmen are going to make freshman mistakes. And he certainly made that uh, yesterday. And we knew Steve going in that, hey, he was going to throw his first interception more than likely. I mean, granted, we didn't know he was going to throw three. Yeah, but um, hey, you still got the win, and you still throw. You know, as you mentioned, three touchdown um, passes, uh, two to uh, Garrett Prince. Um, so I mean, I feel, I still feel like overall, Lucero looked, you know, really good, and you know, he took some hits. Um, the UTSA, they they got after him and rattled him, especially early on. You know, put him on the ground a few times, but he still, you know, came back and made some really good throws. So, I mean, overall, you know. Other than the three interceptions, I felt like um, he had a good game. Yeah, no, I do too. I do too, and I I, I do think that uh, I do think a great the the offensive line did a great job of protecting him. Uh, even though you're right, he got hit some, and that's going to happen with a, a defense like that. But you know, here's a team that has yeah. 11 sacks through three games, leading the conference. Really has going uh, coming in had you know almost double the sacks of anybody else in the conference, and they didn't have a single sack. You know, now they got after him, but they didn't have a single sack. And I thought that was, I thought that was really important and, and, you know, really good job by the, by the, by the offensive line, even though you don't want to hit, you don't want to have him hit at all. Certainly don't want to have him hit that led an interception and that type of thing. But, you know, when you, when you look at it and there's no sacks in the game from a team that's leading the conference in sacks, you got to say it's a good job by the offensive line. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Lucero, you know, after two games, I mean, he's shown that if he gets hit, he just pops right back up. So he's showing that he's a tough guy, um, which, you know, this is what this offense needs. Um, but let's kind of go to the running. He's got a slide, though. He's got a slide. Yes. A we he's, need to get Perry Roth or maybe Brian Sheets, now that he's <laughs> retired, have him uh, maybe spend a day out there teaching him how to slide. Because there's a couple does. times where, you know, um, you, you give him credit because, you know, being a tough guy and all that stuff, but you got to slide. Got to. Yeah, especially going, you know, yesterday when he had that uh, one, uh, was it a, I think it was an RPO um, or a read option, and yeah. he kept it and ran, and he got nailed by UTSA safety. So, yeah, he's got to learn. And, and then going back to the South game, I mean, he took a couple uh, a couple shots when he should have just thrown the ball earlier away. Um, so, yeah. definitely, yeah, he's got, he's got, and he'll learn. I mean, you know, he's still a freshman, so he, the more playing time he gets, and I'm sure, um, you know, Clark and company, they're they're telling them when they go over the film today, like, hey, you've got to throw the ball away here or you've got to learn how to slide because right. let's face it, Steve, if and I hope that he nothing ever happens to Lucero, but if he goes down, I mean, Hopkins hasn't had any reps all year. So we're gonna be in trouble if something does happen to him. But I'm sure the coaching Good. staff is, you know, telling that to him. Yeah, and and the one thing if if that were to happen, I mean Hopkins hadn't had reps this year, but he had a lot of really quality play last year obviously led him to the championship game and right so so i think you know provided that hopkins is fully healthy when it happens i you know i think it would be okay you know but but you certainly don't want it to you know it would be be best yeah. if Bryson just just uh stays healthy and keeps playing because he's the guy right now right yeah we'll definitely knock on wood and hope that that uh does happen um but um how about Spencer Brown getting over 100 yards again? Um, 26 carries for 140 yards and that 73-yard run from the goal line. That was a pretty sweet run. That was sweet. That was that was really well blocked play and and yes. uh, you got you, you got there and open and uh, 
you know, honestly, it just shows how, how much quicker he is too. I mean, I, I think that run last year, or last couple of years, you know, I don't think he would have got 73, you know, he no. might've got 50 or something before they ran down, but he, uh, and you know, he almost, he almost broke that thing. And, you know, I had a couple of guys that had an angle on him, but, um, it wasn't like they just flat ran him down. They, you know, they, they had, they had good angles. Uh, but no, that was, that was impressive. Another good day. I mean, he, you know, he's rolling right now and he's, 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 uh, fresh and he's, he's healthy and, uh, yeah. you know, excited. And, and, you know, I hate that he didn't get in the end zone, but, um, but you know, Hey, that's, it was still, still, still a very good day. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the offensive line's, uh, getting those cookies today from him. So, oh, you know, <laughs> you know they are, you know, they are. Yes. He, 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 he doesn't fail with that. I mean, he's, He's done that from day one, and he, you know, it excites him. He likes to do that. Yes. And, well, Jermaine Brown had a good game, too. I mean, he had five carries for 38 yards, but he had that really long uh, 30-yard run where he uh, shook uh, the, I think it was the safety for UTSA, but he looked really good. Um, but, Steve, Dwayne McBride, two carries for 31 yards. We And I know you had said this on Twitter, but we got to find a way to get him some more carries, man. <laughs> I know. It is tough. I mean, Brian Vincent has a tough, you know, he has a tough job there trying it's to. It's a good problem to out. have. Yeah, it, it is because there's only one football, and and but uh, you gotta find a way, and I don't know how you do it because because yeah. you don't want to take away Spencer's flow, you know, when right. when he's in there. You don't, you know, Jermaine Brown has earned the opportunity. Uh, you know, poor old Lucius Stanley is still sitting here. Uh, uh, I you know. know. He he he, uh, he does a good job every time you give him a chance. Uh, but you've got to somehow find a way to get, you know, 10 touches a game for, for at least, back, you know, yeah. somehow. And, and, and I'm not saying that it's easy and I'm not saying that they've had, they, that they made a mistake yesterday by not giving him more. They just, it's hard. It's hard to figure, you know, to, to find, like I say, with only one football, you know, it's, it's hard to share it. Cause you also got to let Bryson throw. You also got to let, you know, Watkins and Mitchell and and those tight ends you, you know everybody's got to contribute but golly somehow that kid I mean he's he's something now I mean yeah. you know he he's he's a beast and he's going to be a beast coming going down the road and I love the fact that you've got an opportunity now without losing a year of eligibility you know yes so you can you you got you can find opportunities to put him in there and not go well you know should we really redshirt him I don't know um, but somehow you got to get that ball in his hand, you know, 10 times a game if you can. And, um, cause he's going to make good things happen. There's no doubt. He showed that already. Yes. He, I mean, he's going to be special. I mean, and we talked you know, after the South game, you know, where he had, a, um, a, a lot of, uh, carries in, uh, for, in the fourth quarter when South may have had their, uh, second string in, but here, I mean, going against UTSA starters, which, you know, they have a really good defensive front. I mean, he looked good, especially on that 28-yard carry, just um, mulling people over. I mean, he Dwayne McBride's going to be special. And like you said, I, I hope that they find – that Vincent finds a way to just get him some more carries somehow. Um, but definitely um, good good to see him look good again in the second game in a row, and especially just not in mop-up duty, but just looking good when the game's on the line. You know, he looked good. Right, um, right. But I guess let's go ahead and talk about our receivers. Um you know, Austin Watkins had that phenomenal uh, night at South. Um, only had one catch uh, for 12 yards. Now, he did have another catch that I believe got called back for, was it a crackback block or something yeah. like that? 
um, mm-hmm. which I still hate that, to be honest. But we, we won't um, go into that. Um, but so how about rule. the time? It's the rule, man. That's, that's the yeah, rule. Yeah. For everybody. I mean, it happens. You you got to change the way you, you block. And you, you know, one thing, I, too, that I that I think that you have to change, and, and you hate to say this, but, you know, you got to change the way you run, too. Because to me, that was a yeah. mistake by Austin Watkins, too. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, he's trying to make a big play. and, and uh, But, you know, at some point now you can't set up blocks like that. Because that's, you know, that, that was a set up block. And, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, that was, you know, that would have been a great play. You know, I mean, yeah. you set that block up and he comes and makes play. Everybody's celebrating. It's it's on Sports Center. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people celebrate that. But it's a rule now and you can't you can't do that. So I think you need to change the way you, you run. And, and the, I did think yesterday there was a couple times, you know, Austin did that play. Myron Mitchell did another play. Where instead of trying to go east and west and making a, you know hitting a home run, there's a time where you got to put your foot in the ground, get upfield, get a first down, agree and move those chains, and that that takes away plays like that, takes away potential blocks like that sometimes. And, and again, you hate to say it because that's a celebrated play in in the past, but the way the game's played today, you just can't do that. And um, you know, I think that that's one thing that um, you got to learn from that. You know, sometimes. Again, sometimes you don't have to hit a home run. You know, just get a play, move it, and let's go. Definitely agreed there. Um, but Myron Mitchell um, had a good game, uh, six catches for 65 yards and the touchdown. And, you know, we got those tight ends going again today. Uh, Garrett Prince had those two touchdowns um, two, on two catches. Yeah, two catches for two touchdowns. Yeah. That's pretty good. And Hayden Pittman, four catches for 50 yards. So, um, definitely good to see those tight ends going again, but I'm sure Watkins, you know, he'll be ready for the Western Kentucky game and I'm sure he'll be looking right. forward to trying to have a, you know, another good game. Yeah. And in, in, in my way of looking at it, it's, it's his turn next time, you know, and, and, exactly. You know, he, he's going to have plenty of, uh, uh, South Alabama like games this year. I mean, he's going to have plenty, you know, cause yes. there's, you just can't take both of them away. And, and there's, there's things that, um, just dictated that you, you throw, you know, like yesterday, um, uh, Tyrone Oak Nicks dictated that you're not going to throw the ball deep. So yep. that opens up Garrett Prince and that opens up Hayden Pittman and that opens up the, the, the short stuff. And, um, and they took that. I mean, I think they, they did a good job of taking that. And, and, um, Austin Watkins is, you know, it's going to be his turn. Yeah. And, and maybe next, maybe next game, maybe the game out, who knows, but he's going to have plenty of those type of games. I do think that, uh, it's hard or it's easy to overlook what these tight ends are doing for this offense because it's just such a, you know, c- coach talked about it and, you know, I asked him about it in the post game yesterday. And it's just, it's, it's what you ask those guys to do is, um, is pretty amazing. I mean, the, the job they're doing blocking and, you know, lead blocking and, and, you know, uh, staying in to protect at times when you have max protect and, Right. Uh, the job they're doing blocking and just an overall, you know, just overall scheme of the offense is, is amazing. I mean, you know, and then you ask them to go out and make catches like, you know, like Gary Prince and that, and the catch that Hayden Pittman made, uh, they, um, I think it was the last drive of the half where they had to miss field goal, but he made that sort of diving, just incredible. Probably the best catch of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, you ask them to do that too, but you, so you, so you're asking to be kind of what you're doing is you're asking to be, okay, you got to be an offensive lineman and you got to be a receiver. 
you know, and that's hard. But the job they're doing is, is you know, I, I don't – I can't imagine, and I haven't watched every team in the conference, but I can't imagine there's a better tight end duo. Duo, no. Yep. And I just can't imagine. I mean, they're, they're just doing – they're playing such high-quality – uh, you know, in, in everything they're asked to do right now. And, and that's, um, that's huge. Yes. Um, now I did want to, uh, say not, not net. Well, I guess it is negative, but we did see a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, uh, negative play, uh, plays, uh, negative yard plays, um, yesterday. Um, it, it really seemed that, uh, they tried to get that what wide receiver screen going. And honestly, it really just didn't work, um, yesterday, but, it just seemed too, Steve, that the offensive line overall did a good job. You know, Spencer got over 100 yards. Um, they didn't get one sack on Lucero. But it seems at times that they were in our backfield, you know, right after the snap. Um, so Yeah, de- yeah, they, definitely- they did. They did a, they, but, but a lot of that, you, again, you got to give credit to the defensive line on a lot of that too. You know, sometimes yeah. they just make a play. And this is a defensive line. I mean, they came in the game with, what was it? I think 33, 35 tackles for loss, um, you know, leading the conference, you know, and I think they had, I think they had seven, uh, was it seven? I think it was seven. They had yesterday. That sounds right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, that's just what they do, you know, and, and sometimes you, you know, obviously you don't want to let that happen, but sometimes you, you just got to tip your cap to, to them. And, and I thought they were really good. They're really good and really quick and really strong. And big up front, and they just made some plays, you know. And, and um, right, you just gotta, you know, yeah, you gotta learn from it. Yeah, you gotta be better at times. But um, I think you just, I think that was more them than than what UAB was doing up front. I really do. Okay, well, very quickly on special teams, um, I thought special teams did well, other than you know, as you just mentioned, um, the uh, missed field goal by Quinn. Other than that, I felt like special teams did a good job. Um, now, definitely give it to UTSA on their uh, really good uh, field goal kicker and uh, a really good punter. I mean, that, oh, that's probably gosh. one of the best punters in the country. Oh, yeah. He was tremendous, wasn't he? I mean, he just yeah. putting the ball inside the 10. and, and Every I mean, time, yeah. The, start, the starting position for the offense, the field position, was uh, terrible all day long. You know, and yeah. then a lot of it was because of him. I mean, he, yep. yeah. You know, and that just shows you how important – you know, sometimes you take for granted, you know, uh, when you have a – you take special teams for granted a little bit sometimes, you know. Yeah. Punters and kickers, you really do, and, and until you don't have a good one. And then you go, oh, boy, that's, you know – and I think, you know, I think Kyle Greenwell's good. I think Matt Quinn's going to be good. But, you know, after years with Nick Vogel and, and uh, you know, some of these other guys you see, you know, other teams you see that have that, you know, it's, it's important. And it um, – you know, when you're when you're making their offense start as deep as UAB had to so many times yesterday, that's you know that's important. I mean, it's it's a hidden sort of a hidden stat sometimes, but it's important. It really is. Um, well, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to our recap of the UTSA game. Um, glad to see UAB get the W twenty one thirteen. Next game, UAB was supposed to play Rice uh, this upcoming Saturday, but that game was postponed. So in two weeks, UAB will play Western Kentucky at Legion Field at 1230. Um, Steve and I will be back uh, for a preview of that game uh, next week. Um, 
the Hilltoppers are coming off of a 2017 victory over Middle Tennessee, and that was Western Kentucky's uh, first win. But, guys, thank you again for listening to us, listening to the Blazer Victory Podcast. Make sure that you give us a follow on Twitter at BlazerPod on Twitter, and definitely help us spread the word about the podcast. You know, tell a fellow Blazer fan or two about us. And on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Go Blazers!